On today's Locked on Giants episode, we have a list of Giant players who have made a strong enough case to be back in 2024 and a list of those who could see a change in their role, if not their roster status in 2024. That's coming your way next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of the Lachlan Giants podcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lachlan today to get started. Hello, New York Giant fans. Happy New Year. And welcome to another edition of the Lachlan Giants podcast, part of the Lachlan podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Traina, P-Train. And I am a credential member of the New York Giants media for over 30 seasons. You can find me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Patricia underscore Traina, and on Instagram and threads at Patty Traina, P-A-T-T-I-T-R-A-I-N-A. And a special shout out to my Blue Crew community members, my everydayers, my newcomers, and everybody in between. Appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. On today's Locked on Giants podcast, I promised you a list of players that I feel have helped themselves this season with their performance, whether it be for a bigger role next year or uh, a new contract, as, as would be the case in some instances. And I also made a list of guys that I think hurt themselves, guys that had roles on the team this past season, probably will be um, either in a competition or not even on the roster next year. So that is today's program. Again, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. Um, I have about six players, uh, five or six players here who help themselves. So I'm going to break that up over two segments. Last segment, I'll do the ones who have hurt themselves. So let's get into it. Number one, Dane Belton. Got to start there. And I'm not just talking about Belton because he had a big game against the Los Angeles Rams. But Belton, you know, when you consider the situation at safety with Xavier McKinney set to be a free agent, I am 99.9% certain Xavier McKinney is not going to be back. All right. So a lot of people are like, okay, if he goes, what do the Giants do? Do they have to draft someone? I think they already have a replacement on the roster in the form of Dane Belton. Belton can play um, free safety. He can play down in the box. The kid's got a nose for the football, which is just, you know, he's shown uh, in his limited snaps. He has for his career four interceptions. Um, He's allowed just one touchdown in 370 coverage snaps. That's per pro football focus. He has just eight missed tackles, and he's got a really good 68.4 coverage rating. Again, 370 um, coverage snaps in his career thus far. So this kid is is a ball hawk and um, on a defense that prides itself on making some big plays, Dane Belton is a guy that I think come next year is going to have a much bigger role than he had this year when he was kind of that third safety behind McKinney and Jason Pinnock. Um, A couple of other things I'll, I'll mention about Dane Belton. He has good enough 
it's not, you know, not elite speed. I wouldn't call it elite speed, but it's good enough to contribute um, in an umbrella coverage role, um, you know, where they just kind of put a bunch of guys on top of a, uh, of a receiver. And, you know, again, knows for the football and is thick enough to make the tackles. Doesn't really have, you know, missed tackles, as I mentioned before. So Dane Belton has definitely, in my opinion, earned himself uh, a chance at a bigger role next year meaning in 2024 for the 2024 roster. All right. Another guy who should be back. Now this is a guy who was set to be an unrestricted free agent. And if the giants don't re-sign him, then something's wrong. Gunnar Oshevsky, excuse me, the punt returner. All right. The giants punt return unit. I don't have to tell you that, you know, prior to Oshevsky coming on board, it wasn't very good. The last punt returner, that the Giants had, who averaged more than 10 yards per return, was Jabril Peppers in 2020, right? Oshevsky is averaging 12.2 yards per punt return. He has the one return for the touchdown that they came, that came against the Los Angeles Rams. Um, he's shifty, good ball security. You know, as far as I'm concerned, the Giants solved their problem at punt returner because Having a good punt return unit can help flip the field in your favor. And, you know, until the offense gets self-sufficient, that's going to be important for the Giants, I think, moving forward. And as I mentioned uh, before, Oshevsky, who's going to be an unrestricted free agent, that's going to be very important to get him back um, to, to secure that position for a couple of years or so. So Oshevsky definitely helped himself. Um, let's see. I've got... Uh, three more. I'll give you one more now before the break. Darius Slayton. Now Slayton's an interesting uh, case study. He's under contract for next year, but I have seen so many people, colleagues, fans say that the Giants should dump him after this year. And I really don't understand why. I really don't. Now in terms of money, he's got a 7.75 million cap hit. I get that. That includes 2.5 million base and a 2.4 million roster bonus. He's got one more year left on his contract. If I'm the Giants, I look to extend him, maybe lower that cap number a little bit if he can, but extend him because this is a guy who has um, only missed, I think, five games in his career due to injuries, right? This is a guy who in four of the last five years has had 50 or more receptions and who also has logged at least 700 yards in four of the last five years. So I wouldn't quite say that Slayton is a number one receiver. The Giants clearly need a number one receiver. But gosh, if you're talking a, a viable number two receiver, Slayton can be your guy. And if I'm the Giants, I look to extend him, give him another year or another couple of years, maybe make the second year a, a, a dummy year. But just make sure you have him for the long term because he has quietly been a solid contributor to the team um, and, and has done a good job, by the way, with uh, reducing the drop passes. All right. I got a couple more for you. That's coming up right after this. Hey, Giant fans, the NFL regular season is wrapping up shortly, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. 
If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much more. So go on and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today and score big this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. I'm your host, Patricia Trena, and Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you all day, every day, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And on today's Locked On Giants podcast, I'm talking about guys who have maybe earned an opportunity for a bigger role come next year, that being the 2024 season. And then in the next segment, I'm going to talk about guys that I think maybe hurt their chances of remaining with this team for the long term or having the roles that they currently have. So that's coming up in the next segment. And speaking of coming up on the Locked on Giants podcast, Thursday is our final crossover show. That'll be with the Locked on Eagles guys. I'm not sure if it's going to be Gino Camilleri or Louis DiBiase, but uh, I'll have one of them obviously on the show as we get you ready for the regular season finale. It's been a long 2023 season, but we will get you ready for that game. 4.30 on Sunday MetLife Stadium. We'll see if the Giants can hang in there with the Eagles. You know, the Eagles obviously trying to win the NFC East, but uh, I think they need Dallas to stub their toe against the Washington Commanders. So that should be an interesting conclusion to the 2023 season. Not for the Giants, but we're talking, we're going ahead here now for, for the Giants. We are looking at guys who may be bigger, have bigger roles next year versus guys who maybe are going to have their roles cut back. So let's give you a couple more who I think are going to have bigger roles uh, come next year. This next guy is going to be an unrestricted free agent. To me, he's right up there with the must resigns. All right. I'm talking about inside linebacker, Isaiah Simmons. All right. Simmons, what has he done since coming here? Now, initially when he came here, the plan was, okay, we're going to blitz him. But they have, actually found, I think, a better role for Isaiah Simmons. He has been the spy, you know, against those mobile quarterbacks. We've seen him do that role. He has been a pseudo linebacker safety, you know, taking advantage of his safety coverage skills. And, you know, the idea of having him in there as a pseudo linebacker to help against the run. All right. So um, he has done pretty good with that. Some numbers for you. He has a career best 77.2 coverage rating right now for the Giants has not given up a touchdown in coverage. Not too bad. He has seven pressures um, and a half a sack from uh, 2022, excuse me, 2023. Um, He, like I said, he plays that pseudo linebacker safety. Um, He contributes on special teams. He has five special teams tackles total four solos, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. So Simmons, to me, has been a very underrated acquisition, probably the best acquisition, you know, of the trades that Joe Shane made between, you know, 
him and Boogie Basham. Simmons, I think, has made more of a of a uh, you know splash, if you will, for the Giants' defense. And I think it would behoove them to bring him back next year. Um, you know, what kind of deal? I couldn't tell you. I'd have to sit down and kind of work that out. But you know, when we talk about pri- uh, free agents that the Giants need to prioritize, I think Simmons needs to be up there amongst you know the top guys. You know, Saquon Barkley's a top guy. Um, you can make a case that McKinney's a top guy, but again, I don't think McKinney's going to be back. I'm not so sure Saquon's going to be back, but Simmons is probably, you know, up there. If not the top uh, free agent sign it, re- free agent resign, then certainly like in the top three, I would say. So, all right. One other guy I'll give you who I think really, really helped himself this year for a bigger role. And he kind of had his, a bigger role last year when he was picked up. Um, and then he kind of, you know, was relegated to special teams. He wasn't so much used on the defense, um, but he's been a really, really good special teams player for the Giants. A guy who arguably is has been their best special teams player. And I'm talking about cornerback Nick McLeod. So this year, Nick McLeod, has six special teams tackles, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, one forced fumble, three fumble recoveries. Um, he is just a, a really good tackler. You know, he has played the gunner role for the Giants this season. I asked Brian Dable on uh, Monday about this play of the, of the gunners, uh, McLeod and, and Darnay Holmes, who has been playing the other gunner position. And, you know, McLeod, for what it's worth, Dable told me, uh, or Dable told us actually in response to my question, he really praised uh, McLeod and 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 Holmes and the job they have done at the Gunners. But you know the thing about McLeod is he can also be a viable backup at cornerback. This is a guy who can play on in the slot or outside. He's a good tackler. Um, he's only allowed 50 yards after the catch out of 123 yards in, in the snaps he's played this year in coverage. Um, so yeah. A, a guy who, you know, actually gives you value on the other, you know, on a defense in addition to the value he provides on special teams. So if you're looking for a value veteran, Nick McLeod is your guy, hands down. So he's definitely a guy that I think the Giants should should not only resign, but maybe find a bigger role for him moving forward. Okay, I'm going to give you one more veteran who is going to be an unrestricted free agent. And, you know, we talk about special teams. This guy is leading the Giants in special teams tackles. He's a guy that I actually, you know, on, in an article for Giants Country, I suggested that he received some Pro Bowl consideration for special teams play. And that is Carter Coughlin, an inside linebacker, who has a team leading nine tackles on special teams for the Giants. Now, Coughlin as a linebacker, you know, they tried him initially, not this staff per se, but previous staffs tried him, you know, at an inside linebacker, wasn't really effective. They tried him on the edge, wasn't really, you know, effective. So sometimes, though, with guys like like that, um, if they can show that they can make their living on special teams, you know, just like Chase Blackburn did back in the day, they can be worth keeping. And, you know, you ask any NFL head coach, 
They will tell you they never have enough good special teams players. So, you know, I, I think of Coughlin, who was really good this year for the Giants on special teams. I mentioned Nick McLeod before as a gunner. Darnay Holmes has been good on special teams. You need guys specifically for special teams. All right. And, you know, I know injuries are going to maybe dictate what you keep and what you can't keep. But I think Carter Coughlin is definitely a guy that needs to be re-signed. And, oh, by the way, you know, I'm speaking about some unrestricted free agents coming up that are going to need to be re-signed by the Giants. I'm going to do a show down the line where I just go over every single guy and I'll tell you, you know, why he should be resigned or why he shouldn't be resigned. So that's going to be a separate topic coming up. Just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Um, I'm not sure when I'm going to run it, but that is on the uh, agenda of things that we're going to do as well as the salary cap show of things we're going to do. So all that's coming up. All right. So that is my short list of guys that I feel have helped themselves whether it be to earn their next contract with the Giants or get a bigger role. Now, coming up next, I am going to talk about guys that hurt themselves, that I could see their roles gradually either reducing or going away altogether. So don't go anywhere. I'll have that for you right after this. Hey, Giant fans, just because the Giant season is coming to an end soon doesn't mean that the fun of playing daily fantasy sports with prize picks has to stop. Because right now, with basketball season underway, prize picks gives you the chance to pick combo projections across football and basketball from their specials league. The league that was created specifically for combo projections featuring two or more players from different sports or leagues. And did you know that you can also play along with friends and family by checking out the community tab? Prize picks is so easy to play. Just pick two or more players, predict their stats, and sit back and see how they perform. It takes less than 60 seconds to make an entry. And when you play with prize picks, you'll enjoy quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and a wide selection of players and stat types. So what are you waiting for? Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. And that promo code is locked on NFL for your first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, everybody, welcome back to Locked On Giants. I'm Patricia Trainer, your host, P Train. And I don't remember if I said thank you or not, but last year, 2023, Locked On Giants podcast enjoyed over 2.5 million listens and downloads. That includes the video as well as the audio part of our podcast, which are released simultaneously on all our audio partners. So really, folks, thank you so much for such incredible growth. That was really significant growth. Um, more than double than what what we had the previous year. So I suspect, obviously, you know, the previous year you would think with the playoffs we would have big numbers, but this year, wow! Thank you so much for that support. It means a lot to me. All right, continuing today's show, we just went over some guys that helped their case for a bigger roster spot or a bigger roster role next year or a contract if they happen to be an unrestricted free agent coming up. But I'm going to give you three guys that I think really are hurting themselves 
And I question if they're either going to be on the roster next year or if they are on the roster, just what kind of a role are they going to have? And I'm going to start off with a guy that I know I have already declared will not be back. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. And some of you have, have pushed back on this and said, oh, there's a chance they'll bring him back. He's their best you know, cornerback. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about Adoree Jackson. And folks, you know, listen, Adoree, when he was signed here, I, th- I thought initially they overpaid for him. But, you know, they made the best of it. And, and he, you know, for a while there, he was their number one cornerback. But the thing that bugs me, I think, most about Adoree's play is that he's just not a good fit for the scheme that Don Martindale runs, all right? And by that, I mean the Giants like to have their cornerbacks come up and make plays, you know, on, on the short receivers. In other words, it requires being physical. And I've been watching Jackson lately, and I look, I know he's been banged up, but he just hasn't been playing physically enough, I think, for this particular defense, all right? It's almost like he's he's trying to avoid contact. He's bouncing around. You know, I'm not going to say he's making business decisions with him being a, a free agent or set to be a free agent, but, you know, it could also be the injuries, like I said, that he's had. But just I just don't see the physicality that I think they, they are looking for. You know, you compare him to Deontay Banks, for example. That kid likes to hit. Jackson, I, I just don't see it. And, I, you know, when I see the missed tackles and stuff, I'm like, mm, something's wrong here. And I just don't think that he's going to be on this roster moving forward. They're not going to resign him for big money at all. So we'll have to see, obviously, who takes his place. But, it, but uh, yeah, I, I think Adoree Jackson, come Sunday, if he plays, uh, he will play his last game as a giant. Another guy that kind of started off hot and he cooled down over the last, you know, second half of this, not the second half, but since the bye week, really, inside linebacker Micah McFadden. Now, this has been kind of weird. I don't know if McFadden's injured again. You know, I have to say with these guys that are, you know, that hurt themselves as far as a potential role next year, maybe injuries are at play. I don't know. But McFadden, I'll give I'll give you, you know, a, a couple of things that I that I made note of. Number one of late, you watch him in coverage, and it just seems like he's getting faked out an awful lot. All right. That's an that's an alarming thing. Um, he's had multiple missed tackles, at least two missed tackles in uh, six of his seven last games. That's not good. He has 10 of his 25 missed tackles since week 12, the week before the bye week. Not good. His coverage NFL rating has been 104 or higher. So, you know, I'm not sure what's been happening, but McFadden just hasn't been the playmaker that, you know, you thought he was going to be early in the season. And here's the interesting thing, folks. The Giants, if you remember, they brought up Darian Beavers from the practice squad, the guy who a lot of people thought last year prior to his his ACL injury was going to win one of the uh, inside linebacker jobs. So we have not seen the last of the Darian Beavers, Micah McFadden competition. That's going to take place next summer. And, um, you know, if McFadden can clean up some of these issues that he's had down the stretch, he should be able to hold off Beavers. But there's going to be competition, I think, for whoever lines up next to Bobby Okereke next season. All right. One more guy. 
Aziz Ojulari, one sack in 15 pressures uh, generated this year. He's just not getting home the way he was last year. And again, is it the injuries? The fact that we're even talking about injuries with this guy who has, you know, missed chunks of seasons due to injuries, that's a concern. You know, if we're going to talk about Daniel Jones's injury history being a concern as to why they shouldn't go forward with him, I think we've got to extend that same argument in this case. All right. Um, Ojulari does have one more year left on his contract. But look, I've been screaming about this for I don't know how long. I'm going to say it again here. The Giants need to get themselves another edge rusher. They have Kayvon Thibodeau, who is going to be a good one. He is turning into a good one. Just needs to clean up some of his, you know, hiccups that he has against the run. But Ojulari, as as a compliment, mm, just haven't seen it. And, you know, it's interesting. Ever since the Giants traded Leonard Williams away, I think that's affected Dexter Lawrence's ability, you know, with, with pass rushing. You know, I just, I, the way teams are playing Dexter differently now. So look, you get another bonafide pass rusher. I've said this so many times, folks. The 2007 Giants had three. The 2011 Giants had three. All right. Maybe you can even argue four. So, you know, you can't just have one guy. Because the opponent is going to hone in on that one guy and basically take him out of the equation. Give opponents, you know, the, the old pick your poison scenario with multiple guys. And that's just not something the Giants have, been, have done. And, you know, again, maybe they tried to do it last year. I don't know. But this year, that has got to be a priority. Because in my opinion, Aziz Ojulari just not getting it done. The injuries are just, you know, I don't know if they're robbing him of his speed or what, but this is a concern with him. And after, you know, three years, you kind of know whether a guy is going to, you know, be good for the long term or you're going to have to consider moving on from him and going in a different direction. And I think with Ojulari, unfortunately, the Giants are going to find themselves in the latter uh, camp. So, again, we'll see. As Brian Dable says, those conversations won't start taking place for another week yet. And of course we in the media won't know what those conversations are going to be like until we actually see some of the moves the giants make or don't make, but keep it here on the lockdown giants podcast. Cause we of course will cover everything that pops up with the giants, especially once we get to free agency and the draft and all that good stuff. So that's going to do it for today's show. Again, thank you for making us your first listen of the day, or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day, be sure to keep it here all week long for more from Lockdown Giants. I'm Patricia Trena. Have a great day.